McNulty stunning for Emilio to get up above Cargill and find Bennett. It's into the box. McNulty cut back for Roberts. It's Gary Roberts no, from Bosby. are leading in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Mark McNulty, but a good chance by Doyle for McNulty on the edge. Mark McNulty oh, short yes. for Bosby. Smashes it past McCormack. One by Doyle. Finished by the returning Mark McNulty. First left blood for Bosby. They're in dreamland early here at Bratton. There's a through ball to Jamal Lowe. Jamal Lowe's onside. The flag stayed down. Jamal Lowe. Nonchalant. Fantastic. Brilliant. Pompey will be promoted at this rate. That is it. Pompey are champions. They won League Two in the most dramatic of circumstances. The PO4 podcast with Hugh Bunce. Proud to be Pompey. Hi Poppy fans and welcome to the PO Forecast episode 67. Well we've got a special episode for you today, two podcast episodes in one week. We thought we'd split it up and joining me back in on the same sofa is Matt. Matt how are you? I'm good thanks mate, thanks for having me back again. Well thanks for being here mate. So just to let everyone know we're recording this on the same day. So it's Wednesday night that we recorded the last episode. But we thought we'd actually break this into two because we had a lot of content. Um, so this is going to be coming out to you guys Friday night, Saturday morning, in time for the game against Arsenal. So first of all, me and Matt are going to go and provide you guys with a preview of the Arsenal game. And following that, I spoke to Max Jones, who is the commentator and social media manager for Arsenal. Cool, Matt, let's get into it, mate. Arsenal at Fratton Park. It's a big game, isn't it? Under the lights. Yes, massive game. Huge game. It's a game that you dream of. We've been waiting for this since round three. Hoping to get it earlier, I suppose. But at the same time, it's nice to be in the fifth round. And what an occasion it's going to be. It's going to be a massive occasion, isn't it? It's one of those things where it's the FA Cup. So it's a competition that we're not going to necessarily try and go on and win. But it's a competition that... I'm sure means a lot to the players in the case of playing a huge game against you know a massive team like Arsenal. Oh, of course, you know, and and each one of them would be hoping that Arsenal, you know, feel the same about it and and play, you know, at least a, a lot of their squad, you know, the, the likes of Aubameyang and you know I would say David Luiz, but I haven't got that opinion personally. But you know, Pepe and so on, you know, the the opportunity to put themselves up against these kinds of players is a, a massive thing, you know. And and each one of them is going to be fighting for their place, and and you know, it can only bring out the best. I think I don't think there's any need for for negativity out of it, and I think it's just one big positive all round, really. Yeah, well, we'll speak to Max in a minute from an Arsenal point of view, but from a Pompey perspective. And from a Kenny Jacket perspective, there's a lot of fixtures piling up. And I know we spoke about this earlier on in the podcast, but are we going to put our best team out there? You you, you kind of have to, don't you, against against such a big team, really, at Fratton Park? Yeah, I mean, this is what I'm saying. Uh, you know, the, the opportunity to put yourselves up is against these players you know each one of them is going to want to be out there and, and have that opportunity to do it and as far as I'm concerned in that sense when I said earlier that it's an all-round positive you know it's morale boosting it's you know they're going to be fighting and playing their hearts out to get into that squad for that game you know and, and out of it to, to have come out and had the opportunity to play against those players you know it, it's a game it's a, a momentum push so you know, yeah, definitely. I, I think although it, the fixture list is, is stocking up week in, week out, 
you know, it's a big game and I think it's only going to be a good thing for us. Now that we've rested some players anyway against MK Dons, five players came out of the squad. I suppose in some ways you could say that we've had a bit of a rest. I know it's a Friday game, then a Monday game. But it's one of those ones that you think maybe the pressure's off a little bit on those players and, you know, we can just field a team that's just really competitive yeah it's just a go out yeah and I think Kenny would be saying the same go out have fun and play your football you know and obviously you know you, you don't want an embarrassment out of it at all you know that's not probably, don't we <laughs> for us on yeah. TV well for us you know, but yeah I mean it's stereotypical that's on TV isn't it really half the time but you know no I, I don't think at this point in the season we, we need a spanking from Arsenal to be honest with you I don't think that's going to do anyone any good really but Ultimately, just go out and have fun. You know, it's a one-off game. You know, I'm not saying they're there for the taking. Maybe they are. You know, it's anything we've seen it throughout years of watching football. You know, 90 minutes, anything can happen. But you know, paper to paper, no. You know, I, I can't see that. But I, I would be saying if I'm Kenny Jackett, just go out and enjoy it. You know, learn from it. You know, and 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 you know, we'll play a particular style that we want to play. Stick to that. You know. Yeah, no, completely. I, I think it's one of those games, and you hate to use this phrase constantly, but it's a free hit, isn't it? Yeah. There's no expectation for Pompey to win. Pompey are now the lowest seeded team left in the FA Cup competition-wise. I know we're raking the money in the, from this competition anyway, yeah. so I'm sure the ownership slash management will be happy with that. I think it's £1.4 million so far we've made in cup competition revenue, yeah. Yeah. which is pretty massive you know add that to the excess Matt Clark transfer fee and other stuff and maybe we can get a bit of a war chest if we do get promoted to the championship yeah, I mean, to spend a bit of money every little helps as they say yeah. but however just looking really dialing down to this game a little bit mate how are we thinking we're gonna get have any chance I suppose really of combating Arsenal and what you know, how are we going to score a goal, mate? How are we going to stop them from scoring? Is is Ragadinho going to just going to sort of like skin them and mark them up? Or no, I mean, there's um, you know, there's there's ways of doing it. Um, I would say as the club, the home team, in certain, I think we've got to press from the start, get at them, get amongst them. You know, the onus is on them, um, and at the end of the day, I, I think. You know, if we give them time to settle into that game and let them play the ball and start playing their style, then I think we're going to struggle to even get any sort of any kind of thing at them. But if we can get them early, like we did against you know Southampton in that cup, I, I can't really understand why we suddenly took our foot off the gas and stepped back a little bit during that game. It still baffles me today. But you know, if we can stick at that and just play like that, you know, then. Obviously, you've got to watch the break and you've got to be cautious about it. But I just think early stages, first sort of five, ten minutes, get at them, make it uncomfortable for them. You know, we as fans need to get behind them, make it a horrible atmosphere as well. You know, rattle them. And and I'm sure that will be the case anyway. You know, have faith in all of us. Yeah, I, I, I just think, you know, that's the way we're going to beat them is get at them early. I would say set pieces, definitely, depending on the, the centre-back pairing they're going to go for. I think that's somewhere where you can, you know, sort of get get something from It's them. always a situation, isn't it, when you're playing a team divisions above you, sometimes a set piece is, is an area that you can exploit. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think that, that could be the case. Looking at our Pompey teammate and thinking about, I think Arsenal generally play a 4-2-3-1 formation as well, which is quite similar to ours, is that right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, they they like the two wingers. It's uh, recently it's been Pepe, Aubameyang, 
and uh, they've been playing that young steady in Ketier up front on up top um, obviously they've got Lacazette there as well who's been a little bit out of favour so we might actually see him as well although I, I imagine they'll probably continue with Nketiah for that but I would uh, also suggest in that sense as well you know with, with that pace that they have up top regardless of who they play they've got Reese Nelson they've got Pepe they've got Saka they've got Lacazette Aubameyang you know I wouldn't really be suggesting with the likes of Raggett and Burge to be sitting too far um, or, or playing a higher line anyway that's for sure do you think that Tom Naylor is going to basically boss Ozil out of the game? <laughs> Neil Allen's going to give him 9 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, of course he will. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, again, it depends if Ozil starts as well. You know, he hasn't in, in quite a lot this season. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd hope that Naylor's going to be definitely supporting the likes of Burge and it'll almost become a, a 3 near enough. Um you know, I wouldn't. I, I don't really want Naylor sitting on that halfway line. I want him in supporting and and getting busy amongst it. So, but I, I, to boss him, it's going to be a really tough test against someone like that. You know, five at the back, mate. Let's just do it. Let's let's change our formation up. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we need Defend. to change it, but I, I think almost it will become a five with Naylor. That's for sure. What you think Naylor will become basically the fifth defender at the back? Near enough. Yeah, I was trying to look up, up Matt while we were talking. I was trying to um, look up the last match which they played against Everton and the players they played in it. Um, so you can see that Ozil started apparently behind yeah. behind uh, Nakatea with um, Abangyang on one side yeah, and Pepe on the other side. He's come back in, yeah. I mean, Abangyang, just look at it. He's got 17 goals so far this season in the Premier League. Yeah. Pepe's leading the assists with six so far for them. You can look at that and say, okay, they're two players to watch. But the the truth is, really, isn't it, mate, that they've got quality all over the pitch. All over it, yeah, I mean, um, I know you're not a big big watcher of Premier League football, though, Hugh. But you know, I, I took time out to watch the game on Sunday against Everton, and and you, you had nothing else about, to do, did you? At all? <laughs> I did. Well, I was hanging, mate. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it was one of those games that you, you talk about Pepe having six assists this season. Aubameyang's goal actually came from one of the most incredible through balls I've seen from David Luiz. He just completely split almost Everton, the whole team open, um, and put him through on goal. So really, they yeah, they've got quality from from centre back to left back to to strikers. You know, it's it, it's something that you expect from from a Premier League team, and in particular, a, a so called top four Premier League team. In well, in recent years, maybe they're not ninth, so. I think now, Aston. They are, yeah, but I mean, uh, you, you sort of associate them back back sort of like the last ten years with a top four team up until recently. You know, the last few years they've obviously dropped off, but yeah, their quality throughout, um, and under the new management as well, and the style of play that they're playing, it, it's you know going to be a really tough test, and we need to stop them from having so much. Of, of the ball really throughout the game as little as possible completely uh, I see that one of their major strengths statistically is coming back from losing positions yeah. so they're a team that likes to rebound you know even if Pompey do go 4-0 up they could win 5-4 <laughs> for instance <laughs> yeah I don't know uh, how much I could have taken that mate to be honest with you uh, let's <laughs> hope that doesn't happen but yeah you know they I, I don't think they'll be too flustered even if they do go behind um, but obviously you know it, it's going to be a case if we do do go say one 0 in front early, you know it, it's going to be unfortunately one of those games where we're going to sit in deep, everyone behind the ball, and all I can say really to that is you know you got to stick to that game plan if you're going to do it to get anything out of it, and with the quality they've got, 
again, it makes it ten times harder. Is there any players you think that we should be looking to to, to sort of change in? Like, do you think that, for instance, someone like Ross McCrory is better suited at right back, or do we go do we go extra sort of steady with the James Bolton? We go all defensive and play our more defensive players. You know, I I think maybe myself we're thinking about you know the the midfield with Tom Naylor. Maybe McGeehan might be a bit of a better fit for this game, um, or rather than Ben Close. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I think I think McGeehan's probably a good choice when we need to slow the game a little bit. He gets on the ball, he, he finds passes, you know, and he'll break the play a little bit up. I think in that sense, you know, he, he's not one to to give the ball away so easily, and and so in that sense, that's that's a good player to have in. Definitely, I agree with you on that. Although I think, as I said earlier, you know, Naylor will, especially when we're on, you know, defending or on the back foot, he'll almost drop in as a third centre back, and therefore, you know, McGeehan. You don't want to sort of leave him with too much of a gap to cover. That's a lot of running that I don't think is needed. So then again, defensively, McGeehan, you know, he's done all right when he has gone in there, but I think he's better at being that creative player. So Close close also, though, is not necessarily defensively great in the tackle No, no, either. he's not. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, but so, I mean, if you, if you were definitely asking me the question... Who would I go? I'd probably yeah go with McGee and purely on the sense that I think he'll keep the ball a little bit better for us than close. And then Pittman at ten, yeah. <laughs> That's it, mate. Yeah. Against Arsenal, yeah, genius, mate. You know the the through balls that are needed. You know, <laughs> obviously we start Cannon at ten for that reason. Yeah, Cannon gives the energy, them. but yeah. also he yeah he's just our best number ten. Yeah, no, I mean he's he's the sort of player that you want from the start in the, in a game like that. I'm talking about pressing and getting at them early, and he'll obviously do that. You know, we we spoke earlier in the previous episode about how he did it. You know, during the MK Dons game, the influence straight away. You know, and. I think again, if it, it, I would be calling Harness into that game as well um, to to work hard from up top. We're going to need our strikers to work hard as well. I know. think if we if Ellis Harrison, assuming he's fit for Monday, because yeah. let's be honest, right? Yeah, and I've said this in the last episode, but how bloody long, right? Can you have a dead leg for? <laughs> yeah, it's not it's a, a dead leg, right? Yeah, if it doesn't go after like two weeks, whatever it's been. Well, I mean, I don't know whether they're being just cautious with the fixture. Load Dead leg. And, you know, that's when, that's when when your mate slaps your leg at school and you can't feel it because he's punched you too hard, isn't it? Well, you know, you can't wake it up in time. You're strolling around. If you miss a, you know, multiple games, that, that that sounds to me like an injury, not a dead leg. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know the back scenes behind it. You're a medical professional, man. That's why I got, that's why I got you on this episode. I am when it comes to knees, mate. You know that. Yeah, you always pull off a good knee injury. When yeah, needed, but uh, yeah, since we've been younger, mate. Dead legs, no, because uh, I spent enough time. Uh, Getting them as jokes from you, so um, yeah, no. I mean, it, I don't really know, honestly. In, in truth, uh, you know how bad they can be or whatever. But I would say, with in terms of, of probably giving him a bit of a rest as well, you know, he's going to be an important part of the season. So, but yeah, I would, I would, one hundred percent, if fit, go with Ellis Harrison for for that game as well. Mm, I think we need his physical presence up top, his running, his ability to hold on to the ball as well. Exactly. I think that's the main thing for me that against a team like stick, yeah. against a team like Arsenal. You really want to get any way of retaining possession, and Ellis, you know, will be able to to battle with those centre backs quite oh, comfortably yeah, and, yeah. and win in the air and, and win free kicks to to break the game up as well and frustrate them. You know, David Luiz is quite easily wound up if he plays. I think Harrison could really get at him. You know, he's he's sort of like. Um, 
opposite of you actually where you know that you used to play the back and tug people's hair and, and wind them up Harrison will do Lies. that to Luis you know so <laughs> um, you know yeah I, I genuinely think yeah, he, he would definitely be my, my choice to start that game yeah but I mean again if, if it's Marquise he, he's busy and he, and he, he works hard so he somehow finds ways to score goals doesn't he yeah he does he has been well, yeah he has been yeah 2020 seems to be his year at the moment mate yeah yeah was it 14 now something like that yeah yeah, so put on the spot. I haven't got the numbers. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Should know that off by heart, really. Yeah, I think it was fourteen Wednesday. So you know, he's he's um, he's definitely a man that's on a hot streak at the moment. And obviously, I think it's going to be a tough choice for Kenny to to choose who he's going to put out for that game. And obviously, uh, either one of them is going to be disappointed. So. I mean, I was touching on this with Max in a minute. So spoiler alert, but. Ronan Curtis playing against Arsenal. Obviously, his boyhood team he grew up with. He did the smart thing. He shunned Crystal Palace games and went to go and watch Arsenal, even though he was closer to Croydon um, than he was to North London. I would have done exactly the same thing if I was brought up around yeah. here. Ronan Curtis, mate. I definitely wouldn't have been a Palace fan. No, definitely Despite not. other Palace fans and people thinking that they've got a great fan base, they're a dead fan base, mate, they aren't they? We've been there. Every time we've been there. Every time. Absolutely dead, mate. Um, all right, then. I'll, I'll give my score prediction a bit later on anyway We're with Max. So, Matty, what is your score prediction and goal scorers for the game against Arsenal? Um, I mean, uh, it, it's very much uh, a case of, of Hart wants to go with, with us getting a goal. I think that, that will tell very quickly during the game. Um, if we get an early one, I'm I'm going to say that we'll it's going to finish up two one, um, and I will go with two one to Pompey. <laughs> no, two one to Arsenal. Sorry, <laughs> I need to be more clear. No, yeah, yeah, no, two one to Arsenal, um, and I think um, Marquise will score for us. John Marquise, uh, if yeah. he starts, if he comes yeah. on, either all really, I suppose. But I, I won't mean, narrow you down anymore than that. Yeah. Um, do you want to have, do you yeah. have a jokey bet for this game, mate? Yeah, always. I'm up for a, for a good gamble. Go on then. Go on then. Let's have a think about this. I should have thought about this before the show. Let's put a few quid on one player to score. Usually we've done this before in big games and it has to be a defender. Yeah. Now, should we do one of us goes ragged, one of us goes Burge? Well, I, I went with ragged up at Tramir, didn't I? And, and your Burge is your tradition at the moment since Lee Brown's... Uh, Sort of disappeared from from injury and then out of the squad really when sudden came in. Yeah. So um, I think yeah I'll go with Raggett. Um, also with his history in the FA Cup fifth round as well. He's he scored in uh, for Lincoln in the fifth round against Burnley. He did the mighty history of it. Take that Burnley, another mighty Premier League team. team yeah, stumbled by Raggett. So he's, I think he's going to pull it out against Arsenal now. Right, we'll do it. Five pounds each on Raggett and Burge. And the good thing is as well. Which is is good for everyone to remember that uh, Sean Raggett has already played at the Emirates against Arsenal as well for Lincoln that season. There we so, go. He's going to feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah, he knows exactly what's coming. He's going to look at a banging and be like, "We've seen you before." Although I didn't I've think seen they you got before. beat five 0 actually during that game. So. Maybe <laughs> yeah. the other way around then. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> yeah. Pepe's going. You're fucking. Useless. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, mate. All right then. Uh, right, guys and girls. Obviously. We're going to go in now and speak to Max Jones. As I said before, at the start of the podcast, he works for Arsenal. He's one of their commentators on Arsenal.com, as well as helping manage their social media stuff. So here is the interview with me and Max previewing the Arsenal game. All right, I'm here now with Max Jones, who's social media editor and commentator at Arsenal. 
Max, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, Hugh. Real pleasure to uh, to join you to talk about what is going to be a, a massive game for Portsmouth. It's an absolutely massive game, isn't it? Confidence is obviously high in the squad, and we all know how the kind of quality that Arsenal have. But is it a case that Arteta will see this as an opportunity to rest some players, or is he just going to try and go and win this competition? I would love to be able to answer that question. Um, I don't think I can because of what he's been doing with his squads recently. So we we just assumed because it was the Europa League away at Olympiacos, we thought maybe there'll be a, a few changes there, maybe you know six or seven changes perhaps, as he has done throughout the course of the competition. Um, he surprised everyone by naming a, a pretty strong squad for the uh, for the first leg. And as we're recording this on Wednesday, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what he's going to do uh, tomorrow night for the for the second leg at the Emirates. Um, but I'm pretty sure you can you can count on some big names being involved down at Fratton Park. And just from a personal perspective, it would be great, absolutely great, if Chris, uh, Christian Burgess was given an opportunity to go up against the Bamiyang. No, absolute quality. It would be great to see Burge there. Um, did, did we say, we were talking before, weren't we, before the show, and we are saying that Burge might have had a spell at Arsenal Academy. Could you just elaborate on that? Yeah, so he, um, he's, he's a London boy and he joined the Arsenal Academy. I'm not entirely sure what age he was, but he was in the same age group as uh, Jack Wilshire, actually. Um, so I, I think he would have only been at Arsenal for a couple of years before moving on and then you know, people know better than I will about his journey from then on. I believe he, he got scouted by Middlesbrough when he was playing for a university team. So he's he's one of the players who I look at now and I, I just think it's it's phenomenal to see not only has he been able to play uh, as a professional footballer, you know, he's played in League Two, he's played in League One and now he gets an opportunity to play against a Premier League side. I, I'm just really excited for him. Yeah, no, and Christian Burgess, for me, has been one of our most outstanding players this season. Obviously, you know, last season he gets his break into the team um, and he, he really held on to that position. But he's come, you know, he's got better and better, you know, every game this season. And he looks like he's playing his best football right now. So for Burge, I'm sure this is the best time to be coming up against the likes of Arsenal and the sort of game that you dream of as a child. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think when... When Matt Clark left, there was a real worry that you know uh, Portsmouth wouldn't be able to to fill the void left by him. I'm, I'm sure they're they're still struggling. Like I said, I don't I don't get to see uh, too much of Portsmouth these days because I'm so busy with the, the match days at the Emirates. But um, yeah, I, I, from what I have seen, uh, Burgess adapted to that role really well, and he he seems to be very comfortable playing the ball out from the back. I know that he's developed quite a nice relationship a nice partnership with uh with Raggett as well so I'm looking forward to seeing how those two uh fare against what's going to be a, a fairly rapid Arsenal front line I imagine no I, I completely understand I, I think that Pompey are, are trying to uh, play a little bit more of a, of a pressing style if they can at home so compared to away from home where they tend to get, you know, sucked back a little bit, sit quite deep. And it, it, when we start inviting pressure on, you know, that's when the team starts to have a lot of trouble. It's going to be difficult for Pompey to impose any sort of high press, isn't it, on Arsenal? Um, is there any sort of things you think you'd like to see, you know, 
from a Pompey perspective, how can we get at Arsenal? Is is there a weakness, and is it going to benefit Pompey to, to, to sort of play that high press, or are we going to have to sit back for ninety minutes and hope to suck it up and nick one? Um, well, there, there were two different, I guess, two different uh, ways of playing against Arsenal in the third round and the fourth round from um, you could say lesser teams. Uh, so Leeds United in the in the third round. At the Emirates, they really took the game to Arsenal to the extent where uh, Arsenal went in at half time. It was still nil nil. Leeds absolutely dominated possession, showed some of their best football, um, and Arteta had to give them, give the players a really stern talking to to try and bring them round and make sure that they they rallied in the second half. And they really had to fight for uh, fight for the win. Um, it was a Reese Nelson kind of. I'm not going to say lucky, but you know it's not the cleanest strike that that he will ever have, um, which actually saw Arsenal progress to the next round. Bournemouth tried sitting back a bit in the fourth round. Um, the problem with that was Arsenal just came out really quickly. I think Saka scored within the first ten minutes, uh, and then Inketia made it two before Bournemouth uh, got one back right at the end. So to answer your question, I'm not really sure what the best way of Portsmouth playing against Arsenal is, but I'd probably say it's best not to leave a high line um, just because of the pace that Arsenal will have with the likes of Aubameyang. You've got Martinelli as well, who's uh, not been as involved in recent weeks, but started the season like a house on fire. And he is absolutely rapid and incredibly direct. And when you partner him with Aubameyang and possibly even Pepe or Reese Nelson on the right-hand side, you're uh, you're going to be in trouble if you're leaving too much space behind. So I guess from a from a Portsmouth fan's perspective, I'd want to see them perhaps playing a bit more conservatively. Um, I know they did manage to uh, unlock MK Dons very early on in midweek, but yeah, it's going to be a very different test against Arsenal. Absolutely, it definitely is going to be Max. I think the thing is for us, I've I've watched a you know a bit of uh, Arsenal's football this season, and I don't know if it's something you guys have managed to address or what, but set pieces tends to be something, especially when you come up against a, a team in the Premier League that you know you think you can maybe grab a goal against a team like that. And Ports have recently, with the likes of Steve Seddon and Ronan Curtis putting balls into the box, have been pretty efficient at scoring from corners, dead ball situations, as well as crosses. Is that something you think that maybe Pompey can get a goal from? Well, if you look at um, if you look at the highlights from the Everton game last weekend, um, you know, inside 45 seconds, Calvert-Lewin had scored a really well-taken overhead kick just because um, Arsenal's defenders had failed to clear from a free kick. And then uh, the same thing happened just before half-time. Another set-piece that Arsenal failed to clear and then... Um, yeah, Everton were able to capitalise through Richarlison. But I think on the whole, this season, Arsenal have been much much more improved uh, defending from set pieces um, and also attacking set pieces as well. So I guess that's one thing for a, or another thing for Portsmouth to look out for in that at one stage this season, I think Arsenal had the best uh, Premier League record from set pieces, from you know scoring goals from those situations. So yeah, I think... It will be interesting to see who lines up. Um, Arsenal do have a few defenders out at the moment, so I expect their back four won't be uh, changed too much. Although Kieran Tierney has been uh, in training a lot recently. Sarah Kalasinac got uh, injured against Everton. Uh, it looked like 
it's a significant right shoulder injury, so he definitely won't be available. So there may be a couple of changes in there. Maybe, who knows, that, that will un- unsettle them on these set pieces. Yeah. No, I think I think it's all those small margins, isn't it? And Pompey will have to sort of play to their strengths in order to to create any opportunities, really, and, and get, on, get on the front foot and try and get a goal. I suppose the last thing we'll talk about is um, the atmosphere. Um, and obviously, we had that, that famous game where Thierry Henry came down to to Pompey, to Fratton Park, and ended up putting on a Pompey shirt um, and giving you know, the, the fans a, a clap, a standing ovation, you know, the fans gave to Henri. Do you think that the, the players are aware that it's going to be quite an, an intense atmosphere? And I think from my perspective, I'm just hoping that the, the fans can really, you know, really create that sort of hostile Fratton Park atmosphere that, you know, that the team need. I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think Arsenal will be aware of that. They played in... Uh, Olympiacos last week um, in one of the more intimidating atmospheres that Absolutely. you'll ever play in in Europe. Um, but then also in the Premier League, we've got teams like um, you know Crystal Palace, who their their fans do take a while to get into it. But if they're on top, they will. The atmosphere in there will be electric. It's the same with Goodison Park. These these old style grounds. It always seems to be um, always seems to be pumping when when the home sides have a decent share of possession or a decent opportunity. So I think if Portsmouth start well, then perhaps that that could rattle Arsenal's players. But it it won't be anything that they're not used to. Absolutely. So I think think more of the fact that the fans just need to get on side and create a a magical atmosphere for our players, really, to help drive them on, rather than something that will maybe affect the Arsenal players using to that. I mean, we talked to um, Luar Luar on the podcast, and he was chatting about... Um, Olympiacos and the Panathinaikos derby and saying it was the only atmosphere he could perceive that really compared to uh, the Pompey Southampton derby. Um, so yeah, yeah, you guys be ready for it. Let, let's let's round this up. What kind, what's your score prediction for the for the game? Let's put it out there. Oof. I mean, I mean, it's tough, isn't it? Because Portsmouth's only uh, only real test against a Premier League opposition has been against Southampton and. I guess from our point of view, the less said about that, the better. Um, I have a feeling this one may be a bit tighter um, just because there could be a few changes, a few younger players coming in who, you know, won't have the uh, the added incentive of playing a derby like those Southampton players did. Um, I'll, I'll go for an Arsenal win. My head says Arsenal, my heart says Portsmouth, but I'll go for, go for an Arsenal win. Um, but I think it will be close. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I mean, I'm I'm in the same situation here, Max. My heart always says Pompey, but you look at the two teams, how they line up against each other. You know, I'm gonna have to go for a three-one Arsenal win, I reckon. Um, and I'll I'll tip Ronan Curtis to get the Pompey goal. Do you know what? If Ronan Curtis scored against Arsenal, that would mean a lot to him because I'm pretty sure he's a he's a big Arsenal fan as well. So um, he's for a his sake, Arsenal fan. There he, we go then. His, his mum, Marie, is trying to find somewhere to cover up the Arsenal badge on her jacket that she wears to the game. She said it's, the only <laughs> time, it's the only time she won't be supporting Arsenal in her life. Oh, dear. Well, uh, I hope then for his sake that he's able to have a, uh, a very enjoyable evening. I, I'm sure he'll be uh, running straight over to Bamiang or Ozil or which, whichever his favourite player is from the, uh, from the current crop just to uh, swap shirts. No, he'll definitely be doing that, mate, for sure. I think it's I think it's quite funny because obviously his dream is play for for Ireland. Um, and there was a lot of speculation about you know would he go, would he stay? 
spoke to Simon Collins, you know, who's the uh, sports editor at the Derry Journal. And he said to me that, you know, he's not going anywhere, Hugh. He, you've just drawn Arsenal in the cup, um, which is like his dream. And the fact that he wants to play for Ireland. So, you know, he puts his head down now. He's, he's playing well for Pompey. Um, he's getting called up for Ireland, hopefully soon. And then from there, he's got to play against Arsenal. So he's a player on fire, living his dream, mate. And if he scores, I know it would mean the world to him. Do you know what? I think I read I read a similar piece to that. Wasn't he very close to joining um, Ostersund? Is that right? In Sweden? Um, I'm pretty sure he was close to joining them. The move broke down. Um, and then Ostersund drew Arsenal in the Europa League. Uh, so he's already missed one opportunity to play them. You can be sure that he's going to be doing everything he can to start that game. Yeah, you're spot on. That's completely right. Yeah, so um, yeah, he's living the dream, mate. So I'm sure we'll see a very fired up Ronan Curtis. Hopefully he can keep his temper uh, and his passion, not really his temper, his passion um, on that on the line, if that makes sense, because we all know Ronan Curtis plays the best when he's fired up for a game, but just keeping that bubble just, you know, nice and steady so he doesn't get something silly like getting sent off. Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, look, all, all I care about is that Arsenal... Uh, Arsenal and Portsmouth are both able to give a good account of themselves. You don't want don't want games like this, which have been selected for TV for good reason. You don't want games like this to uh, kind of simmer out a bit. We want a good atmosphere. We want both players going at uh, both sets of players going at each other. And yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully a decent result either way for for me. I mean, look, I'm lucky. I've got I've got a foot in each camp. So, which whichever way the game goes, I'm sure I'll be happy. There you go, mate. Professional at Arsenal and a pompy <laughs> boy at heart. Like it. Anyway, Max, it's been awesome having you on the podcast. Uh, much appreciated, mate. Um, all the best for everything for you at Arsenal, except for on Monday, of course. <laughs> thanks a lot, Hugh. Cheers for, cheers for having me on. Really enjoy the podcast. No, thanks, mate. Cheers. You have been listening to the PO Forecast for Pompey News Now. Available on SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow PO Forecast and Pompey News Now on Twitter for more information. And there is the full-time whistle!